Welcome to Find Your Fortitude. This is Mark Jansen, Deborah Geiger's baby boy, and I'm doing this podcast to try to help you change your outlook on life or simply improve it by focusing on all the good there is in this world and finding the good in every situation, no matter how difficult that may be. This is simply a reminder you have the power to find your fortitude and change your mindset. I truly hope this podcast helps. And we're recording. This there it is. This is Find Your Fortitude, and I'm switching it up, and I'm bringing guests on. And Devin motivated me to step it up, and I'm going to get into that in, in a second. But this is Find Your Fortitude, Devin, where the reason I'm doing this is because I I can only talk about what I've been through so much. Um, and the three things for me is – Bullied as a kid, losing both my parents, especially my mom at 17, and um, my weight loss. And so I want to bring people on who have had their different experiences, um, and we can relate on one of them, one with your with your dad. Um, but I want them to talk, you guys, to talk about how you showed fortitude. Because I'm a firm believer that I'm not going to be able to like not I'm not ever going to be able to relate to everybody and not everybody's going to be able to click with what I say, but mm-hmm. other people will help a lot. So um, I met Devin on X on the Beach and hated him at first. <laughs> I can't blame you. Hate it's so funny because you had the same feelings for me. They weren't they weren't good feelings. I wouldn't say that I hated you, but I I was confused. You you had me very confused. I didn't know I didn't know what I didn't know what was going on upstairs. That's I can usually pin people, you know, pretty I feel like I've got a pretty good um initial judge of character, but uh that entire 3 months I was way off. Like the, I didn't get one initial, like I thought Cam was the man off the bat. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I mean? So I was just, I just opened up just way off. I was like, so yeah, but that is, that's definitely, there's truth to that. We, uh, we didn't get along the first few days. But to, um, basically sum up X because you talk about, um, you have your podcast but we'll get into mm-hmm. that. See, I'm. this is why I have a script, because I'm so unorganized with this. But basically, to sum up X, because I don't really care about the, the show, because we've talked about that em- enough. It's more about you and your fortitude. But I, I, I started liking you in the beginning, after the first couple of days. But when it really clicked was when we kind of opened up with each other. And you told me about how rough of a year it was for you prior to X on the Beach. So, like yeah, a year and a half ago. Worst year of my life. Uh, it's actually um, actually two years ago um, at the end of March. It was it was two years at the end of March. So but yeah, that whole I guess I'll kind of just dive right in and share. There's parts of this that I'm going to leave out because it includes other people. But um, there's actually some shit you don't even know about that. I'll that I'll kind of share with you now to Give people that are listening kind of an overview. Um, my life was going really well. 
really well to the point where I regularly was like, all right, something's <laughs> something is around the corner uh, because that I've had, you know, a pretty as like a middle class Caucasian male. I feel like I've had about as easy a life as you can have, um, even though I've gone through some shit, too. Like, I never have to worry about like where my next meal is going to come from. I never have to worry about like getting treated unfairly by the police. I don't have to worry about um, like financial inequalities in the workplace. I've just never, those things have never, I've never had to worry about any of those things. Um, and so from that, in that regard, I've had a really easy life, but I feel like I've had a pretty difficult life because I'm aware of that. So like what I just said, was in one ear and out the other for people they're like okay what the fuck's this kid talking about but i have lived a life where i'm very uh understanding of how difficult it is for other people and that makes me sad um to know that other people are struggling and there isn't really anything i can do about it and that's just kind of what life is well you so you're saying you understood that even when everything was going good even when everything was going well, um, and there's some shit that has happened to me, like in my childhood and in my, um, you know, early teen years, which were everyone goes through shit. Like everyone goes through things when they're a kid trying to work out like who they are or whatever. So I had some difficulties like everybody else. But for the most part, I had a pretty easy life and I was kind of always just waiting it seems cynical, but I always just kind of had this feeling, especially when I started doing reality TV shows, I never liked to leave. Um, I like doing the shows, but I never liked to leave because I always was paranoid something bad was going to happen while I was gone. Um, and sure enough, to fast forward, I left to go film season, I think it was 30. Oh, before, you, before you go, you're talking about you never wanted to leave for the show. I never wanted to leave for the shows. Yeah, I always kind of hoped like, well, there was we, I did one show. It's called Champs vs. Stars where you got to have your phone and like we lived in a hotel. Um, and just and that, uh, catch people up real quick. You started on MTV. Are you the one right? That was your first show. Yeah, my first show was Are You the One season three. Well, then I'm just going to say it. Then he became a challenge legend. Oh, fair enough. I appreciate that. <laughs> uh yeah, then I hit the challenge up, then I went back and did second chances, and then I'm back to the challenge, X on the beach, all that shit. But every time I would leave, so it, a lot of people don't know this, but you don't have your phone. I mean, I know Big Brother is one thing, but the MTV shows, it, I think people think you have more shit than you do. Like, there's no TV, there's no music, there's no phone, there's no nothing. You are only communicating with the 20 people inside the house or however many people are in the house and the producers. And that is it for five to eight weeks. So I always would get bad, kind of bad anxiety. Um, knowing like I was leaving my parents or my brothers and I just always had this feeling something was going to happen. I always had this feeling and no one believes me when I say this, but when I got on the plane to go to South Africa, I was like, positive something bad was going to happen i fucking knew that it was going to happen and we land in south africa to film the challenge um and i'm really really sick like take took me to the hospital had me on iv antibiotics i was like as sick as i've ever been i don't know how i got sick but i was really sick like to the point where i didn't think i was going to be able to do the show and they hooked me up um with some sketchy like antibiotic and in 12 hours i was totally fine 
So I went from like being on like the sickest I've ever been to being, I was like, okay, I'm in the gym working out the next day at 7 a.m. And they come down to breakfast. I was with like Nelson and Brad. I remember like it was yesterday and Shane actually. And we're just sitting like, I'd had such a good morning. I was talking uh, with them about like, alliances sounds so dumb now but uh they come down and they're like devin you have a phone call and i knew immediately someone was dead i didn't know who it was but i knew right away because they just don't they don't let you do that yeah they don't let you talk to people you don't get a phone call for like two to three weeks initially and then you get them like once a week but i knew someone had died so i went upstairs and they told me they put me on the phone with my mom and she told me it was my dad so it had taken us 40 hours to get to South Africa. I was there for 24 hours, not even, maybe like 18 hours. Um, and I found out that I had to go home. So I hopped on the plane, we went home, and yeah, the rest kind of unfolded uh, in a pretty fucked up way, actually. Now, I'm just curious, and I don't mean to sound this like without like basically like no emotions, but was it your choice to go home? And what, what was your thought process to go home and not do the challenge? It wasn't really my choice. Um, so that particular season, they had already built in. Um, I, I forget even now what they call it, mercenaries. There was already mercenaries built into the show. So when I got the news, obviously, I was like pretty fucked up by it. Um, and so I asked them, I just was like, what what am I supposed to do? What do I do? And they were all like super helpful, really nice. All the producers were really nice. Um, they were like, listen, you got to go home. Uh, but you, they, it wasn't like they kicked me off the show. They just said, you should go home. You know, you should go home because I couldn't right. think straight. So I didn't know what I was going to do. The show started the next day. So we all had like we had, I had one day to figure it out. So I talked I then talked to my mom and you know, we decided to go home. But as I was leaving, they're like, listen, there's a chance we can bring you back if you go home because we have this thing built into the show already. So then that finalized the decision. And I was confident enough in going home, knowing that there was a high chance I'd be able to come back into the game. Okay. Um, so that's, <clears throat> yeah, I went home and uh, it was, I was kind of, given uh one story about how everything went down um and then a little while later uh like actually almost nine months later i found out kind of what had really happened um and so that had that fucked me up pretty bad because uh it was kind of like i had been mourning the wrong thing the whole time Right. And when I found out, you know, what had really happened, it just changed my um, outlook on this on the situation. So uh, it, was, it was way more than just losing your dad. There was like more way more feelings. Well, I don't know. I mean, those feelings are pretty fucked up either way. And I don't it's hard. Hindsight's 2020 a lot of the time. I mean, but, I mean, in the sense like that, like how you were feeling, it was more than just like you lost your dad, like, oh, how yeah. you said, like it changed. Yeah, it, it was just like, it's just another one of those instances where you think that you have an idea of what's going on. And as soon as you think that you're a moron because you have no fucking idea what's going on ever. Yeah. No one ever knows. 
if someone tells you that they know what's going on, they're lying, don't listen to them. No one knows. No one has any idea. I That's agree. why I like this podcast so much because it's like just prepare for the unexpected in the best way that you can. Just know that it's coming. Don't try to control anything and go about it with a positive mindset. Right. Uh, and then you'll have a better chance at surviving through difficult things. But if you like, I know people that regularly think they've got it. <laughs> oh, like, yeah. No, dude, you got no idea. Well, along those lines, and it's like I like I only feel comfortable saying it. I always preface preface this comment because I'm only comfortable saying it because I've lost both parents, so I'm not like this heartless person. But David got David uh, Goggins. That's his last name. Do you know him? The military guy that runs like a marathon every morning. He. Oh no, I haven't heard. I, I have heard of him, but I didn't know that was his name. I thought I'm actually no. I'm thinking of this guy Jocko. Uh, oh, Jock, he's a he's another military guy. He's a different Big, guy. guy. He's, he's a scary individual. But this guy, David, he bas- I'll never forget this quote when I heard it. Like, I heard it and everything. It was just like, you know when you hear something and it's just like, wow. Like, that'll never leave you. So he basically yeah. was saying how he doesn't run because he enjoys it. He runs to callous his mind for when he gets the phone call at 2 a.m. that his mom passed away. That he'll be able to survive. Because that's just life. It's just, you have no idea what's coming and stuff like that's that. Fucked uh, up. So that's what he's thinking about it for 26 <laughs> miles every morning. Yikes. No, but just like along the lines Dang. of not being able to control things. Yeah. No, it's, so funny. it's so funny. Your reaction to that, because I was, like I said, I was just talking to Billy and I was so excited about something. It's made so much sense to me and I loved it. And then Billy's just like, that's just because who you are, Mark. I don't feel that way at all. And then like your reaction to that. And that's why I want to bring guests on because I love hearing other different, different people's opinions. Yeah. That, so that, that really one. With you. Okay. So that continue one. Story. Well, that's, I mean, <laughs> that's pretty much it. That's going to stick with me too now. Hopefully I don't ever get that call, but I don't know. I just feel like I had, it was kind of a double, my, the moral of my story, it was very long winded was, uh, I thought I knew it was going on and I was completely wrong, misinformed, um, to nobody's really fault, but my own. And looking back on it, I just believed the first thing that I was told because I really didn't even it didn't even matter to me what had happened uh, because it wasn't going to change the outcome. And then later on, I realized, well, no, I actually do care like how and exactly what happened because it's not going to change the outcome, but it's going to change the way that I perceive things. And that is going to affect a different outcome later. So it's better. I, I waver in between um knowing the truth or just kind of believing um the status quo and what you're told and i waver in between that i that's one of the biggest things that i've struggled with in my life is like am i a fan of the truth or not and am i a fan of my truth am i a fan of your truth am i a fan of absolute truth or do i think it's better or do I think the, the classic movie quote of you can't handle the truth? Do I think most people can't handle the truth? And that is yes. That's do very I, Do I want the truth, though? That's what I struggle with. That's so, that's what, very, so that's very interesting you say that because I like because I'm just constantly listening to speakers and reading self-growth books and like trying to 
understand myself more and the person that I want to be, even though I'm about to be 30, like who do I want to be? And I really want to be a person who doesn't lie in the sense, like I don't lie about little things, big things. And I want to be able to have somebody in my life, especially when it comes to a relationship. I want complete honesty. And there are people who say that it is possible, but it's just like, if you start telling people the truth, a lot of them can't handle it. They don't like it. It brings out insecurities. It brings out yeah. fear. Mm-hmm. So are you helping? Are you being selfish by telling the truth because that makes you feel better? Or are you being – so it's like there's so much that goes into it. Massive so it's, conundrum. Yeah. It's Massive interesting conundrum. that you say that. So if in your perfect world, Devin, do you want to be somebody who tells the truth and who can handle the truth? That that's You the, personally – that's the million dollar question. And that's what I'm saying. I have no idea. And it almost goes by, it almost goes with a case by case basis because there are certain things and certain people that I feel like I can tell the truth. And then there's certain things and, and there's certain people that I don't think either maybe they are prepared to hear it or they just don't care, or I don't want to ruin their buzz. Like sometimes I'll be, you know, hanging out with my friends and it just because I want to talk about the truth doesn't mean that they do or vice versa. So like, I don't, I, it's really hard to gauge and it's really difficult to gauge. Like I look at some people and I look at them and they are so peacefully and blissfully ignorant that I, I'm like, that, that might not be that bad. Okay. Devin, Fuck, this is everything I'm reading right now. You, you're, because you're a very articulate person. It's one of the things that I most admire about you. I'm very, um, I'm not impressed by a lot of people, especially when it comes to reality TV. I mean, let's just be honest. We know the people on the show, but you, <laughs> but you, like, I'm the way you speak, the way, um, your vocabulary. I'm very um, impressed by it, and uh, I admire it. Um, do you, do you read, and do you read like self growth books? Mark, I'm going to level with you here. I can barely read. I have somehow come across as like, how are you such a good speaker on the room? Cause I talk a lot. I don't read a lot, but I'm always talking, talking to myself in my head, talking and talking to other people. <laughs> I could literally Mark, I could, count, oh <laughs> I could count the number of books that I've read on one hand. And I could probably do it without my pinky or my thumb cover to cover books. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I read the one book that I've that I've really read and read over and over and over again is uh, Moonwalking with Einstein. And that is um, that's kind of a self-help book. It's a book that uh, teaches you memorization tricks. So I have I have a pretty, pretty good memory. Um, But yeah, then the rest of them, like anytime throughout school, I just fucking hated school always hated it and i think that made me hate reading and i was like severely dyslexic as a kid so i get made fun of a lot if i read out loud so i kind of just adopt adapted not adopted adapted to being able to um like have a good vocabulary and articulation to kind of cover up the fact that honestly i i could read like i can read obviously but i i bet you i read at a seventh or eighth grade level. I bet okay. you, I bet you that's probably where I'm I didn't at. Know like, that. I, that's very yeah. interesting. I did not know that because yeah, you'll never see me with a book in my hand ever. Okay. So we're going to skip the book. I'm not going to talk <laughs> about the book that I'm reading, 
But no, you, well, you can tell me about it. I love Cliff Notes. Twelve Rules of Life for Life by Jordan Peterson. Amazing book. I just went through. All right, hit up my buddy who um, went through a bad breakup a couple of years ago, and after I broke up with my ex, I'm like, dude, what? Like, I need something. He recommended this book. And I read the preface and I read chapter one and I started Google or YouTubing his videos. Dude, it's absolutely insane. But everything, every one of the things he's all about, Jordan Peterson, YouTube. One of the things about is finding meaning in life versus no meaning in life. Like what you were just saying, the blissfully ignorant and what, what's better. Um, so it's very interesting. You would really, I think you'd enjoy listening to yeah, it a lot. Yeah, where do you, what do you, let me ask you something. Where do you think you fall on that? Because you said something real interesting about telling the truth, which I, I kind of said in a different way. Um, so you're essentially saying. I, I want the truth. I'm. You want the truth and you want to tell the truth, but yes. in doing so, you could fuck up somebody else's vibe that doesn't want to know the truth. Right. So, so my, then are, you said be, it, it being selfish. selfish in my perfect world. I want to be secure enough with myself to have less people in my life, but bet like quality over quantity. I want to be able, I don't want to, I don't want yes men around me. Like I want people like, so for you, you can always tell me the truth. Like I, mm-hmm. cause I, I respect people so much more if I can tell you the harsh truth and you kind of take it with an open mind and I'm not saying be mean, like, oh, you're fucking ugly. Like, no, that's not like, that's just being mean. That's not the truth. But like, yeah, yo, Devin, there's no, Devin, the, the way there's... you, like Devin, the way you handled that situation, I don't think it was the best idea. Now you could completely disagree right. with it or whatever, but if you're like, okay, well, fuck you, Mark. Well, I don't really respect you for that. But if you kind of take it with an open mind, just because people's opinions are so different. Mm-hmm. I respect the hell out of that. I've never been mad at anybody for tell or recently, I should say, because I have grown a lot with telling me the truth on something. I need people to tell me the truth because I need I really enjoy hearing different perspectives and I'm secure enough with myself to be like, I'm not perfect. I'm far from it. I want to continue to grow. So whether you're a complete idiot or the smartest per- person on Earth, your per your um your idea or your perspective on something is interesting to me because that's how other people think. So I'm, where do I'm you open think, where do you think we learned as like a society, where do you think we learned to lie you need like to as this, much as you, we do? You need Jordan Peterson because this is every, because he talks about the evolution of the world of people, how we got, why we are the way that we are. Like not just like surface level, but it's all about that as a society. So I'm, listening to him about how our parents raised raised us and how they're over being overprotective is bad for us because the world is going to kick our ass stuff like that but um it could i i don't know but it's so interesting um it could come from because i know what it's like to be told the harsh truth and i know how i feel so i don't want to tell that to somebody else so i'm gonna yeah i don't know i i think it's I think it's deeper than that. I think it I think it comes from like we it's manipulation, right? So because that's what what we do, what we're talking about doing is small lies. So like we're talking about tell, telling somebody like, 
hey, did you like the do you like the painting I made? And being like, yeah, I like it. It's nice. Versus being like, actually, that sucks. You shouldn't paint anymore because it's stupid and it's a terrible painting. Like we're talking about that kind of lie. Like one of them, like obviously the painting sucks in this scenario, but do you tell the person that it sucks or not? That to me isn't the like that came from somewhere else. No, people didn't just start doing dumb fucking lies for no reason not to hurt people's feelings. Right. So then I start wondering, I go back and in evolution and in our history as mankind. And it's like we pretty much had to lie to survive in a lot of in a lot of circumstances. Um and so there was like a massive reward to a lot of lies. Like if you were someone that was being targeted by, um, you know, your community or whatever. Wait, Devin, Devin, pause for a second. It just froze. Just go, just start back real quick. Back in. Oh like, yeah, no problem. Just like 30 uh, seconds ago. Yeah. I guess what I'm trying to, what I'm trying to say is we have as a society, we we don't usually tell lies that don't benefit us somehow and even the small lie of telling someone that you're interested in their in their hobby when they're not it's like you're going to have a benefit to that right because if you want that person to like you then you have something in common and then they like you and so there's a benefit to that that's still a small lie. That's a person to person lie. We're dealing with as a humanity and as a society, some fucking massive ones, some really, really big lies that like cover up huge, huge gains and huge benefits for a really small number of people. Um, and it's just weird how lying has ingrained itself in our culture and worse than we're sitting here like wondering if we're bad people because we tell the little dumb lie when like our entire lives are based on these gigantic lies that happen every day it's like we we're we're pretty much getting played for even this is what i was saying at the beginning one of my biggest issues one of the biggest issues i have with myself is that I constantly am questioning uh, and like what's going on in the world. And I'm, and I'm aware of how difficult it is for other people. So it like throws me off. There are some people that know what they're doing is really bad and they just lie about it to get a big gain. And we're sitting here like wondering, I don't know, I guess I'm not explaining this well. No. So, well, cause I know you're all about conspiracy theories. So are you talking, are you talking about like on a big level? on a big scale not even like on cons- not even conspiracy theories like there's there's some conspiracy theories that are so obvious that i'm like okay i don't even have to worry about well, that n- not necessarily conspiracy theories but are you talking about like a, a small group of people basically controlling everything that's happening in this economy like something like that yeah that that's kind of what i'm getting at is that there's a small group of people who have engineered gigantic lies oh, that of course. benefit them at like you know bigger risk bigger reward so bigger the lie the bigger the reward we're taught we're like kind of or at least i am regularly beating myself up about really really small lies that get, have like almost an insignificant reward when there's like other people out there that are literally like throwing thousands of bodies in mass graves so that they can make an extra buck on the profit margin it's like we're no that's very interesting way off. i i completely understand what you're talking about 
Yeah, so I guess I'm just wondering if even if we were to tell the truth, here's what I'm here's the moral of it all. This is this is my big question. Even if we were to be completely truthful, we're still going to live in a world that lies. Right. So what's the point? Well, that's how, that's what how, the question I ask myself. All OK, the time. well, my thing is, um, how do you feel about it? Like, do you feel a difference in yourself? Do you have more peace one way or another? Yeah, that's I guess I'm less paranoid when I smoke weed if I've been telling the truth. <laughs> uh, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, there's no that, that's pretty much the only direct correlation I can find is like, like for me personally smoke in the morning. Am I really paranoid? If I am, I'm probably doing something fucked up. <laughs> OK, on a non um, weed um, <laughs> um, perspective of that for me personally, because I agree with like the. Like, a, like basically a small group of people controlling everything and especially everything going on right now. It's a little more out there, but that's like a whole nother discussion. Regardless of all that, I personally feel better knowing that I have people around me telling me the truth and I being having people around me that I can be truthful with. I feel better. Like if I'm in a situation where I have to lie to make that person feel better, so they are happier, so I'm happier and that's just like a spider, like a spider, like a web of lies, and it's awful. So I personally feel better when I'm truthful. Isn't that what being in a relationship is, though, what you just described? I know, right? Well, that's that's an unhealthy <laughs> relationship. <laughs> Devin, it's crazy because now we're just completely getting off topic, but I want to be in a relationship where I can be completely honest. Oh yeah, that every exist. time I try to be honest, because I'll never forget this. My first serious relationship, I straight up said because uh, I was being honest, sincere, and trying to say something to progress us to get healthier. It didn't go, didn't turn out that way. But I'm like, the only reason I put up with your shit is because you're so hot, and that wasn't like an insult. But I'm being very honest. So let's, can we just kind of like cut the shit so we can be happier? It's just turned into a knife full of crime. Yeah, there's so, no way. That's that, <laughs> dude, That's what I'm saying. It's like that's why it really does come down to a case by case situation is what I've is what I've kind of learned. And in this particular situation, it kind of closed the loop on my dad and uh, kind of how I pulled myself out of that was once I realized that there is no limits. So for a long time in my life. I, I've been in relationships where I've cheated on girlfriends and lied about it. I've been in relationships where they've cheated on me and lied about it. It all comes out in the wash eventually. Um, but I've never had like real big lies. You know what I mean? I've never done something. I never really felt bad about like I've never done like a big lie where I feel bad. Wait, you know so what I mean? Wait, so lying about cheating on the girl you're in a relationship with is not a big lie. A 17-year-old lying about making out with someone else at a high school party, I'm not going to qualify that as a big okay. lie. Okay, well, that's different you know than, what I like, mean? like okay. That's, yeah, well, that's so, I, I mean, even if, I guess you could take cheating to the ultimate worst level, and I still just, like, I don't personally think that's, like, a, that's that big of a lie. I would hate if it happened to me. I don't do it anymore. I understand that people do. People, that's probably the most common lie. Um, so what do you consider a big lie in your life? Not like a big scheme of things. Uh, oh, in my personal life, 
Like well, what this, would like what would you consider that's a realistic like something that realistically you could have a big lie about? Not saying that you've done it or yeah, lied about it. What could I? What could I? Like lie, what do you consider like, a big really lie? lie about? Um. So like I think. I think financial lies are interesting. Like I think stealing. Um, okay. There's like a lot. Like I've found because I have like a couple businesses and I've worked with people before that have been shady. Um. That to me is like a big, that to me is like a big lie. Like if you're trying to like fuck somebody over financially or you're working for a company, I, I obviously all my companies have been startups. So it's like, we really need that. It's like a super impactful if somebody is like taking a little off the top or cutting right. or somewhere it like when every little bit matters to the big success. So I guess I base the, I guess I base the size of the lie based on its impact right so i guess you could have a really big it could be a really big lie to somebody in a relationship if you're cheating on them but for the most part like that person's probably not gonna go and like kill themselves so your lie could end the relationship but it's not gonna like ruin the person's life okay as opposed to if you're like stealing half of the money from a company which we I've actually had people trying to do before. Thankfully, we figured it out. That could like ruin the business. So that would essentially kill the business, right? So like so this is, something that yeah. ends something I would consider to be a, a pretty big lie. And I don't really put myself in the position where I could have too many big lies, honestly. I well, mean, I very, can fuck people over, but I just I'm just not that kind of person. Well, it's interesting you say that because I and again that's all. Um, Per, like for different individuals because I, I'm not in any businesses with startups with other people where they could do that. So everything you just said, I completely understand, but that is not at all what I was thinking about. Yeah. That, well, I was just using that so as an example. Right, I mean, no. there's other, there's obviously other big lies. Like I just had this one kind of come into my mind. Um, for a long time, I was, my brother just got engaged. Right. And so for, I was always kind of wondering like, what is the kid waiting for? He dated her for like eight or nine years. Uh, and there were times when I wasn't completely sold on her. Uh, and I told him that, you know, I would say like, I don't know about this or that or whatever, but he kind of pretty much told me to trust the process. And now that I've gotten to know her better and I, and i you know, really do love her. Like she's going to be my sister. I'm stoked that I, I trusted him, but I guess I could have just lied from the beginning and been like, yeah, I really like her. I don't know. Like that would have been a big lie to me. If I was like lying about to my brother about like the girl he's going to marry, like that would be a big lie. I think, I don't know. I don't know. I guess right. I don't really know. I, I kind of feel like I'm just rambling, but cause this is, this is honestly, no, but this is a big like, thing with people because in my head constantly, I'm like, which lies are okay? Which lies are fucked up? I don't fucking know. And then where do you draw the line? If you say one lie is okay and one lie is bad, then but that's different for everybody. So no, no, it's very. This is a. This is. Sure, I'm. We're gonna pull fortitude out of this one way or another. Um, but no, no the, I have the tie-in. I have the tie-in. Oh, see, because you're very articulate, so you know everything you're doing. But no, I think lines very. I don't think people talk about it enough because it's, it's kind of like it's uncomfortable. People like I love. That's why I admire people that are just straight up. If like if you ask me a hard question, my first response is, "Do you want Do you want the truth, or do you want me to tell you what you want to hear?" Because if right. you want the truth, I will give it to you. 
and then they give it to him. And then oftentimes, more often than not, somebody is asking the question to hear maybe 25% truth, 75% ego stroke. Right. For most of the time. And a lot of people, a lot of people's best friends, a lot of people's wives, husbands, partners, whatever, a lot of people's children, a lot of people, a lot of the most important relationships in people's lives are based off of exactly that. And it's just, let's not rock the boat. Let's keep things in an even keel. Let's fucking... You know, that sounds just, awful. That sounds awful to me. That that, that is for, that literally I would say that's sounds majority, like hell. But I, I agree with you. The majority of relationships that exist in the world are exactly that way because we have come from a culture that has put like I know my girlfriend right now has friends that she doesn't like. Right. She does not like them, but but she's, she's been friends with them for yeah. a while. So she can't just she cannot tell them the truth. Right. Like it is literally and I say like I made the joke about it being a relationship. I've never been in a relationship. I've been in multiple serious relationships. I've never been in a relationship where telling the absolute truth was the right idea. No, I've never had that. I'm over two. It's like that just is not because most people are conditioned to be given the answer that they want to hear. And even though they know what's happening, they eventually convince themselves that what they're being told is the actual truth. Well, this is, this is find your fortitude. And I'm with what I've been doing and I pride myself on it. I'm very open and honest because I, I feel like the more honest you are, the less you have to be self-conscious about. And you just open yourself up to when you're honest about your flaws, it helps you grow. When you're honest about your mistakes, it helps you humble your, yourself and also grow. Um, and when you're, when you're honest about your insecurities, they, they, they stop becoming insecurities because if you're admitting it, it's kind of like the eight mile battle at the end. These are my insecurities. So I'm just telling them, so what, what are you going to do about it? So I'm, I'm all about honesty and transparency with myself. So with the honesty thing, I'm going to share this story. Um, but I remember, and me and Elena is very public. I honestly don't know why I'm talking about her, but this completely ties in. One little lie or one little thing that messed up trust, it's a fucking domino effect. So this mm. is like for anybody out there, like if there's anything that you feel in your relationship right now that has a domino effect, you need to cut it right now. Pick up the next domino and fix this shit because it's going to keep getting worse. So right – like it's crazy and people think it's going to get better and better and people are like, well, let's get married because it will fix our relationship. Let's have kids and it just keeps getting worse. So, oh, yeah. No, that once you're in the rabbit hole, you're fucked. It's crazy. So whoever's listening to this, this is great for 40 Can I swear on here by the way? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is okay. – I'm not – we're not edited. Oh, and before I forget, we need our own podcast, dude because like we're, we're so different but like we – I think we bounce off each other well. We, we should talk about a podcast. I yeah, I'm down. And you always cheer me up. But, I'll do this. I'll do this once a week for the rest of my life. <laughs> I know, right? But for so for fortitude, so me and Elena, um, one little thing. I'm not gonna say who did it first or how it happened first because I'm sure it's different. But it escalated, like it kept getting worse, and it started right after the Big Brother house, right when we got back to the real world, and it started, and it ended up to the next summer where I was calling my ex. I called my ex to get with her to talk with her, not to sleep with her, and we didn't sleep. I I gave her a hug, like that was the most um, intimate that we got, but I felt so bad that I did it behind Elena's back. And I felt like I was justified because of the lies that she did that were bigger lies and just a small lie. 
And then I told her, and then it was like, it. and then I wanted to, so I went straight back to Texas and tried to make things better. And it was just like, she was holding on to it and I felt justified. And then it led to Valentine's day. Whoever watched X understands what happened on Valentine's day. So the point of this, the, the fucking point of this is those lies, Devin, it never ends well. No, they so don't you, go away. So you either need to make the decision right off the bat to do 25% um, truth, 75% bullshit just to keep each other happy, or you need to find somebody you can be completely honest with. I'll take well, the yeah. latter. Okay, so there's two points I want to I say something about that you just mentioned. First thing is – I'm going to say them both so I don't forget them, and then I'll come back to them. The first thing is – when something happens, even if you don't tell the other person that it happened, it still happened. It's still in the universe, right? Um, that's that's number one. Oh, fuck. I knew I was going to do this. I was going to forget number two. Um, no, whatever. We'll just talk about the first thing. This is the first thing that I wanted to say anyways. I think people regularly... There's a lot of liars listening right now. Whether or not they want to admit that they're liars... I don't know, but there I'll say just as a numbers guy, everybody's a liar. Everybody's a liar. I'd say about 50% of the people that are listening to this podcast. know for sure. They're like, Oh, I'm a fucking definitely a liar. I'm never going to tell anybody, but I'm a liar. Like I know in my heart, I'm a liar. So here's what I'll say to those people. and And this also goes for the people that they're lying to just because you don't tell the truth. It doesn't mean that the truth didn't happen. This is one of the biggest things that I've that I've struggled with in in my life and in my actions and in other people's actions. The universe, everything that happens, it sounds so fucking stupid, happens just because you lie about it, just because you cover it up. It doesn't mean that its impact isn't being felt. Right. So everything has an equal or opposite reaction. Right or a equal or greater reaction. So you do something, right? If I go and I go and I do something and I come back here and I tell you that I went and I did something else, it doesn't mean that I went and did that other thing. It means I did the thing that I lied about. And so that impact, that energy, all of that shit is what's going into the world. Not what I said I did, what I actually did. That's mm-hmm. the energy that goes into I love that. Not the shit that I said that I did. What you actually do, that's what goes out into the world. That's what you're going to get back. Not what you said you did. What you said you did doesn't matter. What you said you did is just what you said you did. What you actually did is real. I love, yeah. People regularly forget that. They're like, oh, well, if I go do this, as long as I say this other thing, then that's, they'll believe that's what really happened. And so that's what will That's what actually really did happen. No, fuck that. They might believe that that's what happened, but the other thing still happened and the other thing thing still has cause and effect and the other thing still plays by all of these rules of science. I, I love, I completely, I completely agree. And, and just to keep going on, like my point, I want to be like, for instance, it always comes back to a relationship. Clearly, you know where I am in my life right now, wanting a relationship. Anyway, <laughs> but it's like, I want to be with a girl. Me and you are out. You just got in a bad breakup. You're like, I got to go to the strip club. It's a boy's night. We go to the strip club. I go home. You go home. I tell my girl, 
yo, Devin had a bad night. We went to the strip club. But how many guys are just going to be like, oh, we just went to the movies. We went to the bar. Or we just uh, did. 98% of them because they're conditioned to lie because it's right. the path of least resistance. But then all of a sudden somebody sees you out from that night and it gets brought up somehow one way or another. And then your girl finds out, Oh, you want to, and then it just keeps getting worse. And then she thinks you're a liar. And she finds out you lied about that in her mind. You're always going to be a liar. Yeah. And, and then you lied about a million other things. That's what people that then people make the biggest mistake of doubling down. And like, we had some real double downers. Like I, I hate to bring up cam again, but I've never seen <laughs> I'm just a poster boy for this. I've never seen anybody double down as hard as him when it was just so blatantly clear. And so when I started this whole rant, which has now turned into the entire episode, it was pretty much saying there is no limit to how far people go will go with their lies. And from my dad's situation, that's really what I learned is that there is no limit as to how far people will go to create a certain amount of a a certain narrative. And that can be to protect themselves. That can be to protect you. That can be for any number of reasons that can be for that can be for whatever is justified in their head in that that's going to they are going to convince themselves that that's the way that it needs to be done. And that is exactly how they'll do it. And that when I learned that life became a lot easier for me. So the the fortitude that I found, I, first of all, I don't even know what fortitude means. OK, see, because I skipped that over the script. So I wanted to because I wrote down the Webster's Dictionary and this was supposed okay. to be the beginning. But this is Mark Jansen's podcast. So we all know that I don't follow have any organizational to it. Um, so you, Devin, what is fortitude? Uh, well, based on this, based on this, uh, podcast, I'm, I'm, I think I'm putting together an idea of what it is and it's, it's kind of like, uh, the silver lining. So it's like, how are you gonna, it's like resiliency. Exactly. My thing without the Webster's dictionary, my thing was always, it doesn't matter what you're going, what you've gone through. Keep going. Like, just like, shut up and just like, keep pushing. And again, 12 rules for life. It's like my favorite fucking book, but he like Jordan Peterson. All he talks about is we're all victims. Like, it doesn't matter what color, what race, like what ethnicity, how you grew up. We're all victims. It's just like, how far do you want to play the victim card? Like, we're all victims, everything we've gone through, but keep pushing, like keep going. Like mm. that's what the world is. It's suffering. Like whatever religion or like when it goes back, I try to, like, not to think about it like that, but it does regularly come back to it. Doesn't it? But life is all suffering. Like we lose people, we get hurt, we get betrayed. We like, we experience bad things. Um, Do and you think for, it's majority good or majority bad. I think it's how you look at it. And so I, that's why I, my, I'm all about the mindset. Like I looked at my, at my losing my mom, 17 years. I was thankful to have 17 years of her than being pissed off at the world that I'm never going to have her again. And as sad as that is, and I still cry about it and it still upsets me. That's how I look at it because the world's such a negative place. It's how you look at it. But I 1000% likes more. I they, see that's tough. It's all because I want to say likes like, like Life is more suffering, but then 
I'd be lying because I try to make the best out of every situation. So that's right. where the joy comes. But like have you stuff- have you heard that uh, kind of sports metaphor? I I don't remember. Like it's like I the losses weigh have more heavily than the wins. I'm paraphrasing, but that the idea is like super competitors say that they remember the losses more than they remember the wins. And I'm wondering if we're thinking that, that um, life is a little bit fucked up because we're remembering the L's more than the W's. I feel like the W's come more often, but I feel like the L's are harder hitting. Like you can win, like what's like the best thing that can happen to you, right? It's like, I guess the best thing that can happen to most people is like they fall in love. They have a really good job. They have some kids like that. They have a good life, like in general, that's like, but that is kind of what people expect life to be. So then when these unexpected things happen that are bad, you lose your mom when you're 17, you lose your dad when you're 30 on a reality TV show, whatever it is. Like I remember, I'm going to take that as a loss. I remember the losses way more than I remember the wins. It doesn't mean that there's more losses than wins. I think it just means like, you know, those ones sting the worst because they affect like it'll never be the same after that. See, when when someone dies or when something happens, like you end a relationship or you the you lose somebody that you love or whatever it is, you lose your job. I don't know. Like there's a bunch of different shit. It's that feeling of like, okay, I cannot get that thing back. Like we've all had that feeling and that's what death does like really fucking intensely and doesn't give a shit about who you are. You cannot get them back, period. See what you just said, and I want to be careful saying this because um, I'm comfortable saying it because my mindset, I've conditioned my mind enough to where I can take myself to a very dark place, but know that there's going to be light at the end of the tunnel and I say that because there are people who they it's hard for them to get themselves out of it. Um, so me saying this, I want to be careful because no, I like what you just said. Everything good that happens, it's just a reminder that my mom's not here to share it with. Everything mm. bad that happens is just amplified that I don't have my mom to lean lean on. Right. Like so for me, like life is all suffering. Like yeah, it's but but like. Before you knew all this about me, would you have ever guessed that I went through what I went through? No, you're you have one of the best poker faces of all time. And it's because it is genuine to for the most part. And we've talked about this. uh, If you were to just throw in the towel, no one would be able to blame you. Right. No one really would be able to say shit um, in, you know, being given the position that you're in. Um, and there's a lot of people like that, but there is, there's a lot of people like, that's why even when I, I look at and like to tie things back into like the empathetic kind of mind that I've tried to like force myself to have, I still, I made a a Facebook post about this and I, this is the other thing that I battle with like all the time. And I, it ties into kind of what your, um, what you just spoke to is the first one obviously is the lying thing. Should I tell the truth? Um, should I be, or should I lie? Should I expect the truth or should I expect to be lied to that, which we vastly covered the other thing. (laughs) (laughs) The other thing is, 
I lost my train of thought. It'll come to me in a second. What were we just talking about? I'm stoned. I've had oh, just 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 how everything, all the good things aren't as good because it's a reminder that I I lost my mom. Everything bad makes it worse because I don't have her to lean on. And so oh, that- right, right, right. Yeah. So the other. Okay. Thank you for that. The, so the other thing I regularly struggle with myself about, and this is what I made the Facebook post about, is. Um, is one person suffering equivalent, suffering equivalent, equivalent is one person's suffering equivalent to somebody else's suffering if they're two completely different things. Right. So to give like the most outrageous example, um, your you lose both your parents before the age of 17. That's the worst pain you have. You have reached your your what is in your mind for pain tolerance that is you've pushed the limit right is that pain worse better different similar in any way to the first time a 14 year old girl gets her heart broken i know what my answer is that's way worse for you but in that moment, for that it's person, relative. No, that's yeah. the worst thing that's ever happened to her in her life, mm-hmm. is that Tommy said she had, you know, her haircut was stupid and Beth is hotter. And she's shattered. Her fucking life is blown apart in that moment. And, and I that's know. A, and so and that's the last time Tommy ever lies. Well, yes, <laughs> tells the but, truth. Then so when you keep using that scale and this is why I was dealing with like my dad's situation, I kept trying to tell myself could be worse, could be worse, could be worse. Look at all these other things. Look at these other things. Read this story. Read that story. This person's entire family got blown apart in a drone strike. Right. We we like that's what people don't understand is we fight these wars that we, we where we never have to see the other people. We never have to look in their faces or see the pain that we've caused them. And ninety two percent of casualties from drone strikes are civilians that means for every eight bad guys we got we killed 92 innocent people men women and children so like you look at somebody else that's from a a war stricken you know impoverished third world country and they got they didn't have anything to begin with and then we literally decimated their entire village like that's shit that we do every day. We do that type of shit every single day. So is me losing my dad. I get it, got to know him for 31 years. He was a great dad. I had all these things. Is that is that less bad, more bad, or similar to what somebody else is going through? The answer is it does not fucking matter. No, it's all it relative. Is, it's what it's your pain is your pain, and your pain is just yeah. as bad. If you want to be a petty little bitch. You, they got your steak. They overcooked your steak. That could be just as bad as what I'm going through with my dad. If you're a fucking moron, you know, if you have the emotional intelligence <laughs> of an idiot because you've been lied to your entire life, that could really fuck you up. <laughs> like, I don't know. That's why I'm, I'm like, I get, I get fucking so, lied. Those are the two things I struggle with the most. And I go back and forth between lie, tell the truth, lie, tell the truth. And Everyone's pain is equal um, based on what it is versus your pain doesn't mean shit. Shut the fuck up. Th- those are the, my biggest internal struggles. That's very interesting because I – something that I, I was talking about was how um, 
people it's not not necessarily like because people can't control it but i usually relate better to with people who kind of got knocked down by life and got back up Mm. so the people that haven't got knocked down by life yet i mean good for them i'm happy for them they look at the world differently out of their control of course um but they're they they've been i kind of say they've been sheltered um but I understand what you're saying. The people that have been sheltered and who haven't really experienced life yet, um, like suffering. Dude, some and, people have some people have four grandparents and two parents. Right. Some people have that. Right. Like that is insane to me. As it's, someone with one grandma who I don't talk to and a mom, I'm like, wait a minute, you've got six. Right. Like that blows my fucking mind. That it, it's insane. But I think that it's just where your mindset. It, that's where fortitude comes from. Like fortitude's not just like oh everything is going good I just have fortitude. Fortitude's no like you're not every like stuff's gonna happen like life's gonna kick your ass gonna knock you down and it's your choice how you handle it. Yeah my so I guess to tie it all back together the way that I found my fortitude was by confronting the idea that my worst fears were reality. Um, and that took me a long time to do, but, um, do I wish that it didn't happen uh, a thousand percent? If I could change anything that I did and hope and hope that there would be a butterfly effect to like, have kept, you know, him around for a longer period of time, I would, I would do that, uh, you know, without a doubt. But the, the my fortitude in, I don't even, I'm not even going to call it fortitude. I'm still fucked up by it every day. Um, but I've, it, it's the understanding and this sounds, I get, I want to be careful too, because it sounds depressing, but the understanding that it's, it's fucked up. The whole thing, the whole game well, is fucked up. If well, this is a simulation, whoever's controlling it is a fucker. Like, well, what you what you just said, how you said you didn't want to say it's fortitude because it's fucked up, right? It's fucked up. Pretty much well, what, what, I, what has gotten me through it all is just saying to myself, not necessarily throwing in the towel, but just saying, dude, it's fucked. Like, this whole thing is fucked. Well, so don't take it you, too seriously. Every every single day that has passed since your father has passed, and even if you haven't been thriving or you haven't made the like whatever it is, you've kept going, and you've endured the pain. Like it, you've endured it. So whatever comes your way, you'll be able to handle it better because of all this strength you're accumulating, whether you know it or not. Yeah, and I that don't know. itself is fortitude. I'll say I don't know if I agree with that. Okay. Why not? I, yeah, uh, because I firmly believe some people have a threshold. I don't think I'm close to mine yet. But if many more bad things happened to me, like that's why I'm always so impressed with you. I always say you're stronger than I am. I would likely eventually. And I don't think I'm that strong a complete and total shithead. Like, <laughs> this is honesty. It's this not is that, yeah, it's not different. that hard for me just to write it off. Like if a few more bad things happen to me all at <laughs> once, 
I'll probably just pack it in. <laughs> like, that's, that's on Find Your Fortitude Part 2. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, like, if the universe is listening to this podcast, throw me a bone. Because I don't, honestly, I don't, there's not a whole lot left in the tank on this in this area. Um, I mean, I feel, I feel pretty good about where I'm at right now. But also, uh, I can't even imagine, like, some of the shit that other people go through. I'm like, this, that's so fucked up. Yeah, there's like there. I hope people do find that. I don't mean to be depressing. There's a lot of light, and like if you stand up and you battle it, you can get out. But it's just I love having this conversation, and it's not everybody has my mindset. Not everybody has gone through what I've gone through. It's okay having what you just said. It's okay feeling that way. Like life is so tough. There's no right or wrong way. Like my my extreme positivity is not the right way for some people. For some people, yeah, it's definitely the right way for you, and I think for it me. would be the right way for me um, if I was able to do that. But it is, it almost is like it's funny that we mention this too, because it's like sometimes the best thing to do is to lie to yourself. We're talking about lying to other people all the time. Sometimes the best thing you can do is lie to yourself. I'm my own biggest hype man. I've done these shows. I've done the challenges. I've done other shows. I won one show, came in third on another. Like, the, I regularly, like, completely lie to myself. If I'm in a situation where I, like, know I'm going to get my ass kicked, do you think I'm sitting there being like, all right, just, you know, pucker up and get that ass kicked? No, I'm in my head being like, you're the fucking man. You got this. Let's go. No one can touch you. You're fucking untouchable. You're you are the guy. That's the voice in my head going all the time. I'm just lying to myself because that's the right thing to do. But that's not lying to yourself. You truly believe no. it. No, that is lying to yourself. I don't believe that shit. <laughs> yeah, like, lying. give me an example. Like, give me an example because I don't believe you. Uh, I mean, just any example. Like, there's a, there's countless examples. The first one I can point to. And on reality TV, just so that people can watch it and like be like, oh, that was what was going through his head at that point. The final in um, my first challenge, me and Cheyenne got eliminated, came back to the show for literally no reason. They just brought us back for no reason. We had already lost. And then we went all the way to the final. We had to climb this big mountain. And during that climb, I'm like trying to be positive and supportive for Cheyenne. But in the back of my mind, I'm I know I'm like. Bro, there's like there's almost no way you guys can do this. Like because of her or because of you? Because of both of us. Like it would be it was we were the two weakest people in the entire season. And we were <laughs> and we, and we were on a mountain together. Like it was not good. It was we were I was throwing up. I think Cheyenne might have shit her pants. Like we it was bad. And then I keep saying out loud, but you got, didn't got, but you got you this. didn't give up though. Yeah, but I was telling myself and I was telling her, like, we got a chance to win. I knew there was no, I knew it would be a miracle if we finished. I'm I'm just like, I regularly lie to myself about how cool I am because that's the right thing to do in that situation. That's and very- if you were to be honest with yourself, like if if someone were to really look at themselves in the mirror and be completely and totally honest with themselves all the time, that would be rough. No, I, I do agree with you there. And it's very interesting that now you're talking about people lying to themselves to get them through. And maybe they need to. It's I think they deep. might happen. It's they very might. deep. And that's why we need to make this a weekly thing. 
Yeah, I'm not hating on like I'm not hating on people that and that's why again why I say like that lie that I told on that mountain to myself and to Cheyenne, that didn't hurt anybody. You know what I mean? I lied about it. I lied about thinking we could win for sure. hundred percent. I lied about it for four days. I said, no, Cheyenne, we got this. There's no doubter. Like, trust me, we're going to win. Complete horseshit. Just totally lying. But it didn't hurt anybody. So I guess where I separate the lies is like you can lie to yourself and hype yourself up or you can lie to other people and hype them up and gas them up and it doesn't hurt them. But when you're lying and it does hurt them, then that's a fine line because like what if I told you, you know, Mark, I think you could play in the NFL. I really believe it. And you fucking took me completely seriously. (laughs) And you went out and you went out and tried out for an NFL team and got paralyzed like that would be. Like fucked up of me to do, but I didn't know you were gonna do that. that That's why it's on, so that, interesting. That, but but then that goes on me for um yeah, but for believing in yourself it, because of me. Well, yeah, being a little <laughs> unrealistic. It's very it's no, it's very it's a very interesting um conversation. Like the way you just said lying and the extent of it, and would you have quote unquote been a better person if you just said yo Cheyenne we're fucked, but let's go do the best we can. It's going to be absolutely miserable so for eight hours, and we're only going to win twelve and a half thousand dollars. But let's do it anyway. Yo, but right there, that's that's so that's the whole life is suffering. Like that's that's what I. Do you want to tell yourself that, or do you want to tell yourself like no, like life is going to get better? Yeah, that's and I and again, I think it goes. You're not, by, you're not hurting anybody, but it's how you look at things. It's very interesting. Yeah, I don't know. I don't I think what we've the conclusion we've come to here is that there really is no right or wrong way um, to approach it. You got to just do what works best for you. But you can't take other people down with you. If you want to lie to yourself, that's one thing. Yeah, you kind of got to leave it there, which is really difficult to do, because once you get in that habit of lying, it's very hard to break it. It's very hard to break. So. To sum up um, the fortitude, because I'm going to give my opinion on Devin's fortitude, because as Devin said, if a few more bad things happen to him, he's just going to be a shithead. I'm going <laughs> to I'm going to take the fortitude. So Webster's dictionary of fortitude is strength of mind that enables a person to encounter danger or bear pain or adversity with courage. So you ha- you went through the pain. So you've had the strength, whether you know it or not, you make my life better. That's fortitude. You could be a complete shithead right now, and you could have been the frat boy that I thought you were the day one of X, and I would have fucking hated you as you're doing push-ups while everybody else is trying to be quiet. But you found you have this 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 I don't this this personality that cheers people up. And however you want to take that, however it makes you feel, it makes me feel better. That's a strength of yours to still want to make people feel better. That's fortitude of what I think of Devin. So I appreciate that. That's interesting. Yeah, that's so in that sense. I mean, fortitude's fortitude's my middle name at that point. You know, <laughs> well, it's like what what did Robin Williams say? And I'm not saying this for you at all, but I can kind of relate it to myself. Um, lonely people are the most are the best entertainers because they always want to see other people smile because they know what it's like to be lonely or sad sad the saddest people or something like that and so i can kind of relate that to myself where i understand the fucking pain of this world that i want to do my best to help people 
not or not necessarily not feel the pain because pain's coming one way or another, but how they deal with it. So, yeah, I do like I like the idea of a of a distraction, and it is fun when um, when people are distracted and and uh, it, by a good thing. We are we're con- we're regularly distracted by bad things. And so oh, yeah. it's nice when we're distracted by good things. And just by distracted, I mean, like, there's a... I would say before my dad died, I probably thought about him or thought to call him a couple times a week. And after he died, and now that I can't, I think about it every two hours, every day for two years. Yeah. So that that's just interesting too is like when you you don't know what you got till it's gone type of thing i mean i knew what i had i knew i'd always be very sad and if if i lost either of my parents or anyone in my family or any of my friends um having so it was interesting we took too long to get to this um but the the big the big one for me the first one was my buddy Dave, who died when I was 18. He was a year older than me. He was racing one of my other friends and uh, coming home from a party we were all at. So I saw him, like, right before um, he died, and he hit a tree. Uh, wasn't even drunk. Just was racing, and they are racing home to play Madden, hit a tree, and died. Um, and we had to drive by the, you know, the tree every day and it was just like that was to realize that you're not invincible that was probably where i had more fortitude than in the situation with my dad because that was like i saw some kids go right fucking there was some there was some like that fucked a lot of people up and there is now like it's really bad heroin's really bad here so i i now have like I've probably lost, I don't know, not I have, but we, the world has lost probably a dozen at this point now. People that if I saw out, I'd buy a beer for. It's kind of how I usually describe it. Right. It's like if I wouldn't necessarily hit them up on a, on a daily basis or weekly basis, but if I ran into them or we would, you know, if we all had mutual friends, we'd get together, you know, a few times a year or whatever. So there's at least 12 of those and that have died from either drug, drug related situations. Um, and that was where I probably actually did find my fortitude, found my own fortitude was I was like, because you could have gone down that path. I could have gone down, yeah. I could have gone down pretty easily without anybody giving me much shit about it. But uh, it was more of um, it was in that it was in that moment where I kind of saw the effect that a, a young death has on a community, right? And that was enough for me to be like. I will never do this to the people that I love. So I like stopped driving drunk. I stopped like doing really hard drugs without like the appropriate, you know, 
con- in appropriate conditions. And that sounds like a dumb thing to say, but it, I did. Well, I was no. doing risky shit before. That's... And it, that was what kind of got me to be like, okay, A, you can't die. Because if you die, you fuck up so many people's lives. And B, but... you have to stay alive and be a cool person. Well, first of all, I'm sorry for your loss. I never knew that about you. I never, uh, we never talked about that. Yeah, and that was the big one. That was the first. That big. right, that right there. And just to emphasize, because this is the podcast, that's the definition of fortitude, strength of mind, not to go down the heroin and drug path, but to look at it like I need to make these changes for whatever reasons. Yeah, it wasn't. Yeah, it was just like that was I, I don't know. I'd never seen any. I'd never seen a like a devastation like that when you people have to bury their kid that's super fucked up right oh, i feel like it's one thing for us because it's like we're younger than our parents and it still sucks obviously but i now know my roommate my old roommate his brother died that was part of the really bad year so this is what a lot of people don't know so one of my best friends in the world who this happened um just now this was six years ago Top five best friends ever. Um, his little brother was killed, um, stabbed to death in a fight outside of a bar in Providence like five, six years ago. Um, and so that really, that was super fucked up because I saw him go through that whole thing. And then my roommate, uh, six months after my dad died, my roommate's little brother um, accidentally overdosed and well we don't i mean the conditions are unclear we don't know if it was an accident or not but he he died and though both of those kids they obviously weren't my little brothers but i hung out with them a lot i knew them they were over the house all the time um and just to see the effect on those are like two of my best friends like top like on one hand and both their little brothers died um one when he was 20 and the other one when he was 21 so then I saw the effect on their family and the effect on my friends and like all that shit. And that was like during the time that I was still mourning my dad's loss. And so that like fucked up our whole thing. Um, just like our vibe was all fucked up. Our house was like a sad place for both of us to be because we'd gone through these like fucked up things in that in that space. Um, and that was probably the newer, ver- that was like the refresher. It sucks that you have to have a refresher, but that was the refresher of like, there's, there's bigger things happening in your, in life than the day to day. So that kind of helped me realize it doesn't really matter if we're comparing big things to big things or whatever, but you will never see me sweat a small thing. Right. Something someone fucks up my food at a restaurant, don't give a shit. Someone see, says that, something mean to me on Twitter, don't give a shit. Someone but that does right there is little like that. Yeah, that's so then then yeah, for this podcast there that my biggest takeaway is yeah, don't sweat the small stuff. Life's too short, do not sweat the fucking small stuff. Someone's being mean to you, someone calls you ugly, someone <laughs> makes fun of your shoes. That shit, I know it hurts your feelings, whatever. Someone, you know, you don't feel good about the way you look in the mirror, whatever. You're fucking alive. That's where I come back to. That perspective is what um, attracts me and what I can relate to with people. Like that, that mindset right there. And that's what I said, like when people who are sheltered, 
don't necessarily have that mindset. Yeah, like, no, there's they, some they really people, have that. One. There's some people that do, um, but for the most part, and I don't like to generalize, but they don't. So that mindset right there is incredible because I am a firm believer. Everything that I've been through, everything you've been through, um, you can have that mindset or you can have the mindset where you're pissed off at the world and every little thing, you just want to kill everybody. You want to hurt everybody. You want to be mean. You want people to suffer the same pain or a kind of pain that you've gone through. Misery because I've seen, a, I've, seen, I've seen it firsthand. I have people around me that are like that and I can't stand it. But to them, it's justified because of what they've been through. That's not. Do you boring. think they know they're doing it? So I don't I don't judge them. I don't judge them. I just don't want to be around them. But I, I can't. Everybody's different. Like, like the way the mind works is so fascinating, and how little traumas or big traumas trigger that person based on a million factors: how they grew up, their environment, everything. I can't say. Like, I, like I, yeah. I don't know. I'm always baffled by people with um, limited self awareness. That's always it's, something that that like kind of fucks with my head because I'm like, it's on the one hand. It's like it's a lose lose. Either you know you're doing it and fuck you, or you're so dumb and so self centered that you don't even realize the effect that you're having on other people. No, I'll go I'll go this far because I do know people firsthand and I'm kind of thinking about some of them from experience. They know exactly what they're doing. They want to just give in to the world and give in to Life is suffering. I'm going to make everybody else suffer around to make me feel better. Because Jordan Peterson, he was just talking about how people want to bring other people down around them because it justifies their view on the world as it being a shitty place. So if I can make your life shitty, Devin, then that's justifying my view that life's a shitty place. And if you can Mm. feel that, then we're at the same place, if that makes sense. Yeah, and then you can, and then you have something in common, and then like you have misery something loves, to talk about. Misery and, loves company. Yeah. yeah, misery loves company. Like, oh man, I know way too many people. When we think, when we put it in those terms, I know way too many people. They're not really my friends, but I know a lot of people that are like very much. Uh, I had to go through it, so I want you to go through it too. Right. And I'm very much the opposite of that. Like, oh, I wouldn't wish the last, I wouldn't wish the, from March of 2018 until June of 2019 on my worst enemy. Right. I would not wish the pain, the fucking, the lies, the, I wouldn't wish it on, I, the last thing I want someone else to do is have to go through that shit. I would much rather people just learn and take it from people that have already done it and been like, this is not how you want to do it. See, I'm going to stress this so much because I think people need to give themselves more compliments and kind of think highly, more highly of themselves. But for you, like for this instance, like for you kind of like struggling, like when you said you didn't really show fortitude after your dad died, that's because you're on such another level where the thought of being a shitty person didn't even cross your mind. Like to you, that wasn't even an option. And I don't think you give yourself enough credit for that strength because Mm. I don't think people realize how negative and shitty this world is. Like it is so easy to be a negative and miserable person. Like it's so easy. Like that's just, I think we're conditioned to be negative and 
you know, let's clock in, clock out, repetitive, same old, same old, married kids. What like just we're so conditioned and like not do anything like I kind of got off track there, but I, I think you know what I'm talking about. But it's just like we're like the we're so conditioned to be negative and be just like not do anything great and bring people down to our level. So we feel better about ourselves, not doing anything special. And we don't have to help people because we're like, whatever it is, but like you are on another level where that would didn't even cross your mind. That was my first podcast that I ever started was, um, it talks exactly the first episode of the first podcast I ever did was exactly what you just, um, mentioned in it the name of the podcast was anything but idle and it was about uh it was about in a nutshell being aware of the traps that have been laid to you so that you don't fall into the pattern that you just described because that is the ultimate that's the ultimate trap and that is where and this ties into what we're talking we were talking about earlier where i do believe that there's a very select few people that are really good liars that pretty much control the outcome of whatever this game is that we're playing. Um, and there are really powerful people that want you to be exactly how you just described, be a mindless, uneducated consumer. That cough, brings cough, other, COVID-19. Yeah. That brings other people down around them so that you can eventually just rely on the pharmaceutical industry to get you through the day. And you have 100%. real no, you really have no aspirations or desire or or uh, or uh, motivation to do anything real important, and you're just kind of feel sorry for yourself. And you, if you know, you can infect another person with that mentality, and they can infect another person. Then all of a sudden, we've got this world of people that are happy with the status quo because at least nothing bad happened to them that day. And that is where people make a lot of fucking money. That's peace. People that are happy with the status quo. And I guess I'll just never be that person. And I'm not going to let that shit, you know, take me down. And because then, you have fortitude, Devin Walker. Yeah, no, I, I now am. I have now convinced myself that I do, in fact, have fortitude. Yes, sir. And Mark Jansen had a successful day. <laughs> yeah, there you go, man. That's that's what it was right there. That's what it was, wasn't it? That was good. yeah. I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have, uh, I wouldn't have called it that if I didn't know the definition of it. But that does that. That is pretty much resiliency as not to uh, fall into the trap is going to be my. That's my new new definition of fortitude. Because you have strength of mind. Yeah, strength of the mind. Don't fall into the trap. They've they've laid them everywhere. You want to know what my favorite quote is? It's, uh, I actually don't like Elizabeth Warren, but she, this is the name of one of her books that I didn't read because I don't read. Um, and it says, if you don't have a seat at the table, you're probably on the menu. That's good. Um, and that's one of my favorite ones because it, it does. It ties into all my big conspiracy theories and all my big uh, 100%. Things where it really is like, listen, if you're not on the inside, if you're not a part of it, if you're not playing the joke, the joke's getting played on you. Like, and if you're not aware enough to realize that it's probably better to be the one playing the joke than it is to be the one getting the joke played on, then you're fucking, you pretty much are fucked. You can't stand up for yourself at all because you're not even aware that there's a joke happening. 
Dude, I think most of us walk around. Dude, can we on okay, I mean I'm gonna wrap this up um so I don't split it in two. Um as I'm saying it, as I'm still recording, I don't edit this. This is not going to get edited. But we need to, ha- we do. Can we please do a, a podcast? Yeah, I'm down, man. Just like, send it. I think we, we bounce we off do, each other pretty well. Yeah, we could have people kind of send us in. Um, I think I think we're very different, very very different. But I think our mindset similarities. And, yeah, we have yes. core similarities. Uh, and then we both have like if this was a video game, like we would both have like the same core attributes, but then we would have different skills. Yeah. Well, and you know I, I mean? exactly that's why I like talking to you so much because you open my mind up to different um perspectives, different a different perspective on things. I hope I didn't depress the people that are listening to this. No. <laughs> the moral of this story is be kind and be thankful for what you have. And expect things to go wrong. And when they do, don't fucking give up. See, and so kind of and wrap it up. Expecting things, don't let expecting things to go wrong ruin the good things. Try to remember the wins as much as the losses. Because there's right. a lot of wins. I'm, I I have butterflies. I have goosebumps. Well, look, at, look Devin's a prime example conspiracy things and everything he just said about the joke he understands it's happening or something like that's happening and look at that fucking smile on his face he does not fall into those traps that's fortitude at its finest people yeah yeah that's that's definitely something i'm still a little i'm gonna have to revisit uh what i i I gotta get to the answer my own questions which i'll give you very a a lot of props on on sparking in me because i've I've been in a little bit of a slump in a quarantine slump here in terms of like me too. That's why that's why I decided to that's why I wanted to do Find Your Fortitude with guests. Because yeah. just talking and hearing different people, it sparks your mind. Um but I like having conversations that are pushed me to think. And I like having people ask me questions where I don't know the answer because I haven't thought about it deeply enough. Right. I I want to be pushed. I don't have enough people like that in my life. Um so yeah that's that is so Devin, wrap it up with your social media your podcast that i was a guest Mm -hmm. of and it was because of your podcast you are now on this episode and i'm having people on the show because your line where you told me that if i just gave up nobody could blame me and it struck me like in a certain way and something like that like i really appreciate and that's why I want to do this because there's a lot of people that could throw in the towel and you can't say shit to, but they choose not to. So hopefully this helps them with it. So you wrap it up with your social, everything you got going on. And um, thank you for being a part of Find Your Fortitude. Yeah, I appreciate you having me, Mark. Um, it, th- this has been really fun and I, I hope that it uh, you know, sparked some self-reflection for people listening as well as for the both of us. And I, I know I'll definitely... Uh, I'll definitely be be thinking about what we talked about, you know, past past just this podcast. But um, my I, my podcast is called um, it's not anything but idle. That was the first one. So uh, my podcast is called Back to Reality. It's where I interview my reality TV castmates and friends about their actual real lives. So it's nothing about um, TV at all. 
Uh, it's just I've got some met some really cool people um, over the years on these shows, and uh, it's cool to uh, talk to them in, in kind of a long, um, a long format and, and let them open themselves up. So the rest of it is uh, MTV underscore Devin on Instagram. I think it's MTV Devin Walker on Twitter, and um, I have an OnlyFans that you guys can subscribe to if you're interested. <laughs> <laughs> as oh, and well, about the cameo. Yep, as well. Oh, yeah. So right now on cameo, uh, I've lowered my price as low as it'll go. It's nine ninety nine. Um, you can get a cameo from me, and um, it was we started last Friday. From last Friday until the end of the quarantine, I'm picking a new charity each week and donating a hundred percent of the profits from cameo. Uh, this this week, I did. Uh, 107 cameos that are going to be uh, money will be headed to uh, CCMP in Oakland, California, the um, Coalition of Concerned Medical Professionals. Uh, the membership coordinator there is a good friend of mine, Marty Suskin. And yeah, that was just I felt like um, I really needed to do something to give back to um the communities that are kind of struggling with this the most and that was kind of a cool way to do it so um yeah if you guys want to find me on cameo it's just devin walker and uh that's that's pretty much it man that's uh that's what we got popping so if you guys want to have a podcast with me and mark jansen dm us some uh some topics oh we're definitely doing it just because everything i do i say i, I do it selfishly like you because you help me like you first off you're very articulate which again i love and i'm trying to work to be better at um and you have a great vocab and the way you think it's even though it's completely different than the way i think it's similar to yeah. like our, our points are similar the way we get there cannot be any different but i love it oh that's funny we should that should be the uh that should be the graphic for the podcast it'll be like me here and you here and then we'll like go like this and we'll end up at the same place but we went totally different routes different. my route my route will be like wicked easy and like have like a bunch of beers and stuff little animated <laughs> beers. and then and, then and a couple route, of joints like yeah beers and a couple of joints your route is like real hard like climbing up a mountain and like hiking and stuff but then we get to the same place <laughs> So I love it. I love you, Devin. Don't go anywhere because I do want to talk for a minute. But that is Find Your Fortitude with Devin Walker. I hope you guys have a great day and remember to find your fortitude.